0: You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. That ball was on the line. Shock blew up. Oh, he's toying with him now. Hey, Caitlin.
1: Hello, Chris.
0: Hey, we haven't talked in a long time, but uh, we decided to because it was like one of the most significant tennis stories of the past couple years happened. Women's Open final.
1: Also our fans or fan demanded <laughs> a new draw episode. So we got to give the people what they want.
0: Yep, and you have been all over the country and the world doing media hits about about mm-hmm. the, the about the final so uh i just yeah i'm actually
1: to... taping this from my plane from my <laughs> racket magazine plane that's all i do now it's just appear on media hits uh, right it's pretty, you... it's pretty glamorous
0: i heard one guy talking about how you know when you do it enough each tape get you, like the take your take on what happened just gets hotter and hotter like the takes get hotter and hotter because you feel like you have to so by this yeah. time you should have like a scorching hot take
1: it's so scorching hot. So I have scorching. A hot. Legitimately scorching hot take. I'm like, let's rewrite the rules. <laughs>
0: <Not this. laughs> okay, Grass so.
1: courts, wooden rackets, uh, dressing, <laughs> three sets. Let's all just right. start over.
0: Let's start over. All right, lay it out. Uh, what is your scorching hot take on the, I don't know, uh, uh, disaster, debacle, sad thing that happened in the women's final?
1: Okay, I have two unrelated things to say. And I'm going to keep it brief because if anybody wants like an actual TikTok with nuance and like thoughtfulness, I think our friend Sean Ramasvaram, who we've had on our show a number of times, who hosts the fantastic Vox show Today Explained, did a good job with me. Not to say I did a good job, but he got us to a place where we could just like actually break down what happened. So if anybody wants to hear that, it's from September 10th. It's good. Yes, you hear it. it? I think it's pretty
0: good. Yes, it is. Yeah, I mean, they did
1: great. a great job. I think I did a serviceable job of, like, hopefully explaining, like, the rules and stuff and why it happened with, like, less of sort of the analysis.
0: Yeah. No, so but, here. Yeah. So go. Is... Analysis.
1: Okay. Naomi Osaka was going to win that match no matter what. She's our lord and savior. She's coming. She's here. Get ready, world. Because she fucking rules. Right. And I'm so excited for her. Unrelated to that, this was a fiasco. Holy <laughs> shit was a fiasco. Um, and my personal feeling is that, you know, whether this was a thing about gender equality and racism and misogyny, um, or if it was just Serena being pissed that she was losing and trying to flip the script, let's use this moment anyway to actually like address some shit. Cause here we are, you know what I mean?
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, what, what, what needs to be addressed first?
1: She made a valid point, whether it happened in her match or not, about the fact that, like, men get away with a ton of shit that women don't. Mm -hmm. Great. Let's put some numbers behind that. I suspect that it's true. Courtney Nguyen, who does the WTA Insider, had a pretty interesting sort of minor but important take, which is, like, male players get away with abusing female umpires specifically. And Ben Rothenberg in this week's uh, No Challenges Remaining podcast talked a lot about how, like, Andy Roddick... And the umpires used to be, like, friendly, and so they would kind of gently rib each other. Definitely not what happened here. No. Let's talk about it. Like, Gina Davis created a institute of media studies and gender. Boom. Let's do it. Commission. Billie Jean King, all these leaders, Martina, yep. Serena, they want to put their money where their mouth is, and they have before, and I think they're up for it. Great. Commission, like, a gender equality commission. All the shit about, like, how officials officiate. What's the stats? All the shit about, like... Gender equality and pay, great. Let's like use this as an opportunity to actually fix some of this shit. Like Cincinnati paid the men a ton more than the women. No longer. Let's change some of these rules. Like Serena got the rule changed in 2004 when she got hooked crazily yeah. by an umpire who was overzealous against Capriati, and that helped get Hawkeye into play. Yeah. She's a pioneer in a lot of ways. So like, let's use this as a moment to address it and make our sport better and cooler and something that like all these new fans who are dropping their hot takes some of which I agree with, some of which I don't like, great. Let's use this interest and this excitement to make our sport more culturally relevant for them to understand.
0: Yeah. And I think that, uh, there's like a weird urgency to it too, because there's going to be, might be a long time before another women's player has the amount of juice and accomplishments that she does to get something changed.
1: Totally. Totally. Like she is the face of tennis for a reason because she's fought a lot of battles She's also kind of a bad sport, so that's not <laughs> right. not a thing here, which is like, you know, it this stuff only comes out when she's losing. And honestly, like, she had a note of, like, fear in my mind when she was talking to the ump. I don't, for one second, rob her of, like, all the context that made her so angry and how, the, like, she's been getting shit on. Left, right, and center forever, and that's what the Sean podcast I think like hopefully tries to illustrate. Just all these different instances of the way we've like been policing her. Yeah. So like her getting mad, totally understand that. However, where it crosses the line is like sportsmanship is not only for the sport and the spectators, but it's also for your opponent. Yeah. And I think lucky for us, Naomi Osaka was fucking ice cold, which I don't know how you're ice cold at 20, playing literally your idol in the greatest sort of stage for a Grand Slam for the first time serving 5-4 after all that stuff went down and just like fucking get it that done, was you know? The 5-4 game. Ice great. cold.
0: Great. I mean, so many more experienced, much more experienced players would have been super shaky, super, oh, slam, like yeah. literally shaking a little bit, which players actually do if you watch closely, like an happens.
1: If you watch closely, like
0: <laughs> they do. Like people
1: Serena played this tournament were shaking.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Seriously, good it's, players, top 10 players, exactly. long-time players.
0: Yeah. Do, do you think her losing now, you know, three finals like she's lost more finals in the past couple of years than she had I think before? Like do you think that that's part of this?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's part of this that is contributing to why it she's a little diceier now in terms of how she Plays, she gets nervous now. You had to have your best day and get lucky, and right. like an act of God had to happen. And like tennis is a sport because it's so mental, where like you defeat yourself a ton before you get on the court. I know I have, right? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you? And, like, <laughs> right, you know, I wasn't like a super beneficiary of my like tough and intimidating exterior, winning me a lot of matches yeah. before a ball was hit, but like I'd like to think. That was a possibility in a different, I don't know, life.
0: Sure. But
1: like people psych themselves out before they play the sooner. Cause you just know, even if you get on the ropes, even if you do something amazing, even if you're having your best day, she finds a way. Right. And like, I think there's a bit of desperation now f- from her to that, that feeling is gone. And I think it's an interesting, we're seeing a much more, you know, fallible human being yeah. in the tennis sense. And what was a little disappointing for me, and again, like, please, Listen to the Sean and Farm podcast if you want to hear me be extremely sympathetic to Serena and like catalog all the ways that she's had to eat a ton of shit. And what I was sort of excited about was in this latest iteration of her brand, the mom stuff, the strong female, the person who transcends sport, who can bring us together and bring in new fans and get, you know, this cultural relevance. I was hoping she would be above this.
0: Right. Does that make sense? Do you mean like kind of like slide in the rankings gracefully? like Federer did for a while.
1: Billie Jean King came out to defend her and said, this was totally the result of sexist, uh, officiating, which like, again, I'm not sure that that's true. I wish we had the numbers. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people have made a lot of hay out of the fact that historically men get, have gotten away with a ton. However, on the other hand, like this umpire does like play, you know, he's a ticky tacky umpire. He calls a bunch of shit. He called a bunch of shit on a bunch of other players, right. male players for coaching in this tournament. Right. Um, Like, Billie Jean King has this, like, famous saying, champions adjust. Yeah. My hope is, like, she, after coming back from maternity leave and taking some lumps, and everybody who doesn't know this, like, Naomi Osaka beat her pretty soundly in Miami in the yeah. first round in the, in the spring. And like, granted that was closer to when she had just come back. It wasn't full force Serena, but it was still comprehensive.
0: It's still comprehensive like, from a 20 year old, especially from who,
1: a 20 year old, hundred percent. So like, I don't think it's this, it, like, I want to see Serena stay in that mode where she's magnanimous and gracious not because it's fair to expect that of her and she has done a lot of work and so much work against a lot of in the face of a lot of bullshit. You know, people are like, "Oh, what about Roger Federer? He's such a, like a gentleman of the game, except this one time when he told an umpire to fuck off." Like, I wish that umpire had gotten it in his face. Like, Federer is not a very good loser actually. To me, sportsmanship is so 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 important that I really get bothered when it crosses a line, not because of like I'm a pearl clutching tra- traditionalist, just because I feel like it's not cool to your opponent. Right. to 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 do anything that might interfere with them, I would feel heartbroken right now if that had derailed Naomi Osaka and she had every reason to get derailed. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know how she didn't. And so that actually was more of the accomplishment, not beating Serena at the and just like keeping her shit together. She should get a second grand slam for that.
0: If it if it had derailed her, like then do people turn on Serena more, you think?
1: Mm, hard to say,
0: yeah,
1: people in the sure. tennis world, certainly. yeah. like m- what's what interesting thinking, to me about what's yeah. happening is like the tennis world for the most part is like pro rules, especially the international tennis community. The international tennis community is like what is happening to this empire is bullshit. The us centric tennis community is like, uh, there's points on both sides. It kind of runs the gamut like Chris Evert and like certainly Billie Jean King are like definitely more pro Serena, but like Mary Carillo, my North star was on NPR being like, yes, Serena was a bully as was Martina Navratilova, being like, this wasn't the right time. Although it's the right conversation. I kind of feel
0: like there's space for both of those. Like those are both kind of legitimate takes.
1: Totally. And the other take, which is like tends to come from outside of the tennis world, which I think is cool. And a good thing is like Serena got wronged. This was a tragedy. That's not the belief that I hold, but I think like this in as much as that conversation is useful to sort of address some of this systemic shit, please like let's address it. I want tennis to be, Way way better than it is like I was having this conversation with my friend today who works at the Players Tribune and he's talking about like how essentially after Michael Jordan Michael Jordan had to be crisp and on the up and up and you know Republicans sell sneakers too kind of guy and then after him the players were like more hip hop and they were more brazen and they were more outspoken and they were political and they were culturally relevant and the league to its great credit I think you know adjusted to that and kind of leaned into that a little bit i mean you're more of a basketball fan than i am but is that something that rings true to you
0: i think so i mean they did do i mean like the famous counterexample is the um to that would be the uh that the players had to wear suits or or at least Mm -hmm. sports coats but like certainly by today they're like it seems to me like by a wide margin the most like progressive that's the right word league
1: yeah i mean they're like yeah these, these protests against police brutality, like they've been by far the most sort of supportive and yeah,
0: the owners and have the, come out to, to, and the to
1: coaches. Yeah. Like yeah. to me, that's cool. I want that to happen for tennis because I think tennis will be better if we have like more of a open conversation about who gets to play, what they get to sound like, what they get to look like, yeah. how they get to comport themselves. My only my only sort of rubric would be, are you respecting your opponent in the way that you're doing that.
0: Yeah. Right. Cause
1: like Venus Williams who had arguably most of the same shit, she's a lot less outspoken than Serena. So, you know, she had a lot less blowback, but in terms of like wearing braids, getting called, um, the N word at Indian Wells, yeah. um, you know, dealing with the blowback against their parents, their coaches, you know, this kind of stuff. The only take that I would think was fucking terrible was, did you read Sally Jenkins?
0: I didn't. What was that?
1: Sally Jenkins wrote, you know, she famously co-wrote that book with Lance Armstrong. Right, yep. Um, And she's like a grand dam of sports commentary. I mean, she's been around forever. Mm-hmm. And she is super widely respected. And she writes now for the Washington Post. Yeah. And she wrote this thing basically being like, Serena was robbed. We'll never know if she won it. If Naomi Osaka won it fair and square. I don't care about the rules of tennis. And like, it was the one horrible take to me that it had absolutely no co- sports context whatsoever, which to me, it is necessary to put this in the context of sports. It's not just, you know, if you heard Serena's speech after the match being like, I did, I'm did, i doing this for all women, it's going to be easier for the ones who come after me. That sounds awesome. But then you pair it with like video of her freaking out yeah. and her opponent trying to keep their shit together and it takes on a different, more complicated context yeah and like Sally Jenkins just wanted to talk about it without that context and that's how people are like oh no Serena Williams was robbed uh, of this grand slam this other girl didn't even deserve it and it's like whoa 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 I don't whoa, think that's whoa, like a
0: cr- yeah I don't think that's I don't think you could watch that match and think she was robbed like on top of like that's all part of how you play the match is having like a crazy meltdown <laughs> like that's part of right it. yeah for
1: sure. Yeah. And like part of tennis is like keeping your shit together. And part of it is like, yeah, it's harder for her because she's been dealt with a lot more shit by a wide margin. Right. But at the same time, it's like uh, those are that's how we've established the game. And so like let's so here. okay, ready for my takeaways, my controversial hot takes
0: Mm -hmm.
1: on court coaching for everyone. Allow it all the time.
0: Yeah. I think they should be able to like stand in like the back corner of the court like they do when the players warm up like holding the racket against their oh, chest. Oh yeah, holding the yeah. racket
1: against their chest. Yeah. That's a great look. Plus it will be cool looking.
0: Right, it would it would be cool looking and just like yeah, I th- like I'm for like radically 100% for coaching and I think that when people look back at this incident they'll be like flabbergasted that it started with uh that it was kicked off by a coaching thing. Cuz like I totally. hope, I hope in 10 years it'll be like a closed question.
1: For sure. I mean, we've panned to these coaches in the audience anyway. Like, why don't we just, like, get them involved? Because they're already pretty much involved all the time. Like, yeah. Carolyn Wozniacki, to my knowledge, has never ever played a tennis match without her dad, like, telling her what to do.
0: Yeah, and also it's like... She
1: gets called for co- coaching violations all the time.
0: <laughs> and the only the only reason... Like Didn't think you would...
1: I was gonna pass up an opportunity to shit on Caroline Wozniacki. <laughs> That's <you>
0: right, <laughs> right, right. I'm sure there are like dozens of other players who you could say say that about. <laughs>
1: Top of mind is Caroline Wozniacki.
0: Wozniacki. I mean, I just think the only reason to not allow coaching, and then we can stop talking about it, would be if it made the game less interesting, and it definitely doesn't. So what the it's hell's great the
1: point? when they mic them up because it's also like, oh shit, I'm learning. This yeah. is so interesting.
0: Yeah, right. That's a great point.
1: Like only WTA matches, only outside of Slams, are now currently where coaching is allowed, but like make it for everything. It's awesome. Yeah. It's smart. I will learn something too. Like I love when coaches on other, in other sports, like when you can hear what they're saying, like it's fascinating.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Hot take number two. Yep. Patrick Mortoglu dirt bag.
0: <laughs> that is a hot, hot take. Okay. So for, I mean, I think most of the audience will get who he is, but just like a brief bio.
1: This is Sharina's to be fair, fairly dashing French coach. Uh, who... Great hair. Yeah. Has great hair, has great like sort of stubble, like always looks cool in his aviators. He's a commentator now for Eurosport. He has a huge academy. By all accounts, he's a really good coach. Uh, I watched that Serena documentary on HBO, which is kind of butts, but like he comes across as like a thoughtful coach who's good at coaching tennis. Yeah. Dirtbag though. That guy's a fucking dirtbag. Just Google <laughs> Serena Patrick Martaglia if you need to know what I mean. Why isn't he getting thrown under the bus? He caused this whole thing. By yeah. all accounts, she doesn't even need coaching. So like, why? W- where's the outrage?
0: Yeah. No,
1: I called him a dirtbag on Sean's podcast and this other Irish podcast. that was really awesome called second captains. And they were like, uh, thanks for coming on. We had to edit out the part where you called Patrick Martoglu a dirtbag Cause we have strong libel laws.
0: <laughs> right. Well, you finally, you're on the main draw. You're unchained. You can just say whatever the hell you want about this coach.
1: Exactly. It's yeah. all a uh, Caitlin uncensored. Hot take number three. Yeah. Let's commission some studies, umpiring and equal pay three set matches for everybody.
0: All right. So, okay. So why is that important?
1: I think if you're going to talk about equal pay, one of the main differentiators is that like, oh, but men play best out of fives in Grand Slam. So they should get paid more. Yeah. Tell me, cause we haven't even talked about it. Tell me how interesting the third set of the Del Potro Djokovic <laughs> final was.
0: I think, well, that was like the, that was the least notable Grand Slam men's final. in since I don't know when, it was like
1: first set you're kind of like oh this could be good yeah Djokovic is getting the better of him second set you're like oh is he gonna make a comeback come on delpo is he gonna like turn this around not the way Djokovic is playing he's too good yeah ah he lost it now what's the point of this third set yeah nothing
0: totally i just think well see i do like five set matches i think because they're mostly bad but the ones that are good are great Great. Uh, Yeah. And so I just think it's like a, I don't know, it just seems like a specious argument to say, like, they should make more because they play five sets. Like, that would only be true if, like, does revenue increase because of commercial ads in those last two sets or something? Like, I don't understand. Again, data.
1: Let's get some data.
0: Yeah. Right, and
1: like, what if it's like I always turn the channel if it's like a runaway match and it's like an obligatory third or fourth set. Yeah, but if it's like a fifth set barn burner, like I'll tune back in. Yeah, because exactly. I have enough tennis friends being like texting me, being like, get out, get on the TV, come right. on.
0: Right, get those texts Like are... Dominic
1: Team, Rafa Nadal, incredible yep. Yep. match. Yeah. Second best match of the whole tournament.
0: Yes. Yeah. Way and way more significant to almost everybody than the final. For sure. Way more.
1: Um. So, and I feel like if we do equal pay, the 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 money thing will be, uh, if we do best out of three, the money thing will be uh, squandered. Or we could just do, like, semifinals and finals or five sets or something.
0: Okay. Okay. Right? Yeah, sure. Well, we have talk- talked about that. I mean, I like five setters generally, but it is sort of hard to marshal an argument about not having five setters early in tournaments, especially when they, uh, they sort of draw down the energy of the best players because they get right. trapped in this thing against a pusher or something, you know? <laughs> uh, that's kind of a bummer.
1: I hate Caroline was named. That was red meat oh, for pushes. you, Caitlin. Related. Related. <laughs>
0: right Related. All right.
1: Well, Chris, we should wrap it up. Yes. What a delight to talk to you. Thanks for letting me be unchained.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, finally, I don't know if this is your last broadcast about what happened but in five years you can do a retake and be even more radical you know on the anniversary
1: <laughs> good idea we'll do an anniversary show
0: right she'll she'll still be playing in five years probably so uh it'll be st- still be relevant
1: you know what i hope she has 45 grand slams by then i mean it
0: yeah yeah totally. and she
1: very well might